You're listening to Simply Disciples, a discipleship podcast designed to help Deer Creek Church think and act faithfully in a changing world. Hello, Deer Creek Church. Daniel Nealon here. You're listening to Simply Disciples, a discipleship podcast designed to help you think and act faithfully in a changing world. What is God like? How would you answer that question? Well, maybe you'd say God is eternal. Others might respond, God is love. Still others would say God is all-powerful. And all of these answers, God being eternal, loving, powerful, all of these are examples of God's attributes. Just as we can describe a person by talking about their attributes, that a person is funny, artistic, creative, friendly, we can do the same with God. Because the Bible tells us what God is like from beginning to end, from Genesis to Revelation. It's one of the reasons, in fact, that God inspired the Bible. And while there are many ways to describe what God is like, maybe the most helpful way of describing him is just by looking at his incommunicable and communicable attributes. Last week, we spent plenty of time discussing God's incommunicable attributes, those attributes which God doesn't share with creatures or human beings, attributes like eternity, infinity, immutability, which means unchanging, or God's self-sufficiency. But there's another side of the coin about who God is. And when we flip that coin over, we see God's communicable attributes. These are attributes that God does share with human beings, creatures made in his image and likeness. These include God's goodness, his love, his holiness, justice, and truthfulness. So today, as we dive back into this question, what is God like? We're going to focus on that other side of the coin. We're going to focus on God's communicable attributes. And today, I'm joined by Tim Rehnquist and Aaron Ellis. Guys, uh, we see God's communicable attributes throughout the Bible, but maybe just to start our discussion, it'd be helpful. Can you guys point out just a few places where we see God's communicable attributes set out explicitly? Yeah, as, as you were saying, you know, the question is, what is God like? And one of the passages uh, that comes to mind for me is 1 John 4, 8, which Mm -hmm. says that God is love. So it's describing God's attribute of God is love. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's another one on on kind of that same topic um, that most everyone would know, which is John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, uh, that whoever believes in him would not perish but have eternal life. And that's describing this attribute of God being acted out. God is love, mm-hmm. and that is his action of love. So that's that's one that comes to mind. Mm-hmm. The Bible also tells us that God is wise. I think of Job chapter 12, 13. You know, um, the Bible also teaches us that God is powerful. Um, we see some analogies and metaphors that describe God's power, uh, his power uh, in the Psalms. I think of the metaphor, he's a rock, Psalm mm-hmm. 18. Uh, that's what people 15. say about you. Yeah, often. that's right. I, I work out. Aaron's a rock. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I just work out. <laughs> what they don't say about me is king. They yes. say that yeah. God is king. No, they don't. No, Not even no, in your no, own house. No, they don't. Not even in my own house, people. Come on. Whew, touching on some sore subjects. <laughs> Psalm uh, Psalm five two describes uh, God as king yeah. and God's power. He is powerful and He's powerful over all creation, and uh, that concept is also everywhere in the Psalms. I think of Psalm mm-hmm. um, chapter eighteen verse thirteen, Psalm twenty four and verses one and two in, in Psalm verse twenty four. Yeah, Psalm twenty four one and two reads: "The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and those who dwell therein." 
for he's founded it upon the seas and established it upon the river. So you see God just has this immense power so much so that he created everything that exists. Um, so we've had a few of God's attributes, wisdom, power, love. What are some others, guys? Can you think of any others? I think uh, God is holy. You mm-hmm. see um, in, in Isaiah 6, mm-hmm. uh, the Lord is referred to as holy, and Isaiah kind of trembles in fear oh, yeah. before this holy God, so the attribute of his holiness. Yeah, I remember that passage, and he's just talking about the, the, the angels cry. He is holy, 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 right? Mm-hmm. Utterly set apart. Uh, God is just, God is good, and uh, we also know that he is truth. Mm-hmm. Jesus says this about himself. He says, I am the way, the truth, right? And the life. Yep. Right? yep. That's right. Okay. Uh, well, also, so all those attributes that we mentioned, we talked about holiness, justice, we talked about goodness, truth, love. So all of those are moral attributes. So they have a moral dimension mm-hmm. to them. Yeah, that's right. So God's communicable attributes, they're sometimes actually even referred to in that way. They're referred to as his moral attributes. And that that's one of the ways that they're different from God's incommunicable attributes. So for instance, it's not wrong or right necessarily to be eternal. It's not right or wrong, moral or immoral, to be finite or infinite. Or it's not evil or good to be any of those attributes. God doesn't say, hey, you are sinful because you are not eternal. Or you're sinful because you're not infinite. But that's different with God's communicable attributes. Uh, They do deal with what's moral, what's good, what's righteous. So God's holiness is good and moral, but unholiness, the opposite of that, or to be profane, is immoral and evil. Or you think of God's justice, another one of his communicable attributes. Justice is good, giving to each what a person's due, not being partial in judgments. Those things are good. But if you're a person who's partial, or you give preference, or you don't follow laws or customs, then that is immoral and can even be evil, um, according to the Bible. So these moral attributes do have a moral dimension to them. Uh, the same thing is, is true with love. You know, love is good, but unrighteous uh, hatred or anger or indifference is is wrong. Mm-hmm. It's immoral. Um, so the same kind of thing with love. Yeah, and like you said, Daniel, God does say we are either sinful or righteous based on whether we do these things, right? So I think about um, Leviticus uh, 19. 18, where um, we remember that God is love, and he, he sets the, the precedent there. Uh, he says um, in—sorry, uh, I, I reversed that. I meant to say uh, chapter 18, 19, verse 19, 18. 18. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, yep. it says, you shall take vengeance—you shall not take vengeance or bear a grudge against the sons of your own people and— <laughs> <laughs> I am still reading the no, wrong liberty, one, yeah, yeah, aren't I? Right. But anyways, the point is... Love your neighbor as yourself. Love your the... neighbor as yourself. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm looking down at that, and I'm like, wait, wait, where? What, what was that? Okay, well, anyways, <laughs> thank you. Love your neighbor as yourself. This is a concept that comes from the book of Le- Leviticus. Um, so it's, it's essentially this, right? Um, don't hate your neighbor, right? And to hate your neighbor is sinful, and it's wrong. Uh, we also reminded that God is holy, and First um, Peter chapter one sixteen, and, and this one I, I do know because I know this one. I know exactly where this one comes from. Actually, God says, "Be holy as mm-hmm. I am holy." Wow, that's a huge commandment. 
And, mm-hmm. and I think he really means what he says, right? So to be holy uh, is, is, to be, um, is, is to be set apart, right? And to be set apart from sinning and, and, and to um, mm-hmm. not make a practice of sinning. Also, we see that God is just, he is merciful and lowly. Uh, Micah 6, 8 um, uh, mentions that and, and talks about that as well. I got to turn into my Bible here because that one, um, he says this, uh, he has told you, O man, what is good and what does the Lord require of you but to do justice and to, and to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God. So to commit injustice, to be ruthless and without mercy or mm-hmm. to be prideful even, that means that you are unlike God. You are not acting like God. And that means that you are sinful and you are failing mm-hmm. to be holy as God is holy, as we are commanded and reminded of in First Peter. Mm-hmm. I think Barry Cooper says this uh, very clearly in, in a very helpful way uh, when he says, there are some ways in which we can never be like God and we should not try to be. These are his incommunicable, incommunicable attributes I'm thinking here, for example, of God's self-sufficiency and eternity. When we try to be like God in those ways, it never ends well. Think about the people who built the Tower of Babel, that sense of self-sufficiency, or King Nebuchadnezzar, the center of creation and, and worthy of worship, or Adam and Eve wanting to be sovereign, to make their own rules and choices. Mm. But there are other ways in which we should try to be like God. Because we are made in God's image— there are certain ways in which we are positively designed to reflect him, ways in which we must seek to reflect him if we want to please him and flourish. Yeah, in fact, these these communicable attributes, everything we've been talking about, that's what makes us different as human beings. That's what makes us, these attributes are what it means to be made in the image of God. So when God said, you know, back in the book of Genesis, let us make man in our own image, uh, what he did was make humans moral creatures. That's what distinguishes us from lions and wildebeests and foxes, right? He made us loving creatures. He made us just creatures. He made us holy creatures. And in that way, we actually reflect who God is to the world. Yeah, and that is exactly what, uh, that's the reason why sin is so tragic, right? Because we're failing to live into the full image of God in that sense, right? That, um, uh, because of our sin. So all these things that make up the divine image in us, they're actually polluted. Mm -hmm. And although we are still capable of these uh, on a good day, but all these attributes in us are in some way, they're touched by sin. So we distort them. Mm -hmm. So we carry out these things uh, imperfectly, these attributes. And we even take these good things and distort them into something that's really bad. So I think of love, for example. Mm-hmm. So because of sin, we can, tis, we, we, we can twist this, this idea of love, this attribute of, of love, we can twist that into indulgence or, or wholehearted uh, affirmation. And I think of uh, with things with our kids. Like when mm-hmm. we, if I fail to discipline my kids, sometimes I think, oh, I'm just being loving, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to let that slide. But really, um, I could be acting in a sense of uh, cowardice or um, uh, really um, lacking to, sh- to show love by actually disciplining them and showing them the mm. right way uh, to live and, and the, right, the right way to, to present themselves. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Well, guys, maybe it'd be helpful to talk a bit more about these attributes. And So how do they relate to each other? Because yeah, I heard this song one time. Um, and I can't remember the, the song exactly, but the essence was this. It said, at the cross, 
God's justice was overcome by his mercy. So the, the image that I had when I heard that was God kind of took his justice and he put it into a, a corner somewhere mm. and then mercy kind of won out. And that, and that attribute of God kind of is more true of God now than his justice because of the cross. Wow. So his justice took a backseat. Really. Yeah. His justice, backseat, <sighs> oh, yeah, put in the yeah. trunk. Yeah, that's that's really not very good. That's not the best okay. way to think about it. Yep. Yep. Um, God's attributes are not in conflict with one another. We can feel conflicted at times, but but God, in that sense, God is not like us. Mm-hmm. These are all true for God at the same time. When mm-hmm. God shows mercy, He isn't setting aside justice. When God shows grace and love, He isn't setting aside His holiness or righteousness. They're not like uh, the knobs on uh, something that can be turned up and down Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. as if there's a a zero-sum game there somehow. No, when God shows grace, it is loving, just, holy, and righteous grace. When God is merciful, it is holy and righteous mercy. God is not sometimes this attribute today and another attribute tomorrow. Um, He's always unchangeably good, just, holy, wise, true, Mm righteous, loving, and good all the time. Mm-hmm. His attributes are never in conflict with one another. And I think the, gr- the cross is a great example yeah, of actually, that. Yeah, it, it's the perfect example yeah. of that. So that's where the song was wrong. And if you hear that song, just know it's wrong. Turn right? off the radio. Uh, turn off the radio. Stop listening turn the to knob down. Daniel's favorite station. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's right. So God doesn't set aside his justice to forgive us. He doesn't set aside his wrath to love us. Actually, the cross says the exact opposite. The cross is the perfect example of why that's not the case. On the cross, God was just. His justice was on full display because he punished all of our sin in his son, Jesus. On the cross, God was fully displaying his wrath as he poured it out on Jesus, his son. And it was in that act of justice and wrath that God was simultaneously pouring out grace and mercy, and demonstrating his love for sinners like us. So a helpful way of thinking about it is is to think of it as God is not made up of parts. God's not like a cake, you know, one part sugar, one part flour, three parts salt, two parts milk. Mm. No, God is actually all of these things in full at once. They never conflict with one another. They're always in perfect harmony, and the cross actually is the demonstration of that. Um and, you know, just as we wrap up, because we are running out of time here, guys, what, what's one encouraging takeaway from all of this? If you said, hey, just take this one thing away from God's communicable attributes, what would it be? God, he, God always acts in accordance with his attributes. So God cannot be evil. He cannot be unholy. He, can, he cannot uh, be totally bad, or um, he cannot be unloving. Uh, and we need to be reminded of this because we are always tempted to think otherwise, because hard times hit us, right? Uh, job loss, miscarriage, um, depression, met any bad medical diagnosis. And in those moments, we're tempted to think that God must have it out for me. So God must mm-hmm. be unloving. He, he must not be good if all these bad things are happening to me. But here's the thing. God is always loving and always good and always merciful and always just. He can't be otherwise because these are his attributes. Mm-hmm. So when we're suffering and struggling or even on the brink of death, we know this can't be because God is evil. This can't be happening because God doesn't love me. That's, that's not true. 
we may understand how it all, we, we, sometimes we fail to understand and we see and, we, and we'll never know at times why this is all happening and why God is allowing this to happen. But the lie of the evil one is to tell us that God has either forgotten us or that God is, is um, lacking in love. God is lacking in, in his attributes. But um, we just need to know and be reminded that that just simply is not true because we know that God upholds all his attributes um, at once all the time. Yeah. So to review real quickly, I think the, the Westminster Shorter Catechism, question four can be really helpful. What is God like? It says that the catechism is question and answer. So the question is, what is God like? And it says, God is a spirit, infinite, eternal, and unchangeable in his being, wisdom, power, holiness, justice, goodness, and truth. These are the attributes that God has. This is what God is like. And if you want to read more on the attributes of God, be sure to grab a copy of Knowing God by J.I. Packer. That's going to be on the next step table. You'll also notice uh, we reference quite a bit uh, the Westminster Shorter Catechism, the Westminster Confession of Faith. Those are all on the next step table as well in a booklet that is entitled What We Believe. So pick up a copy of that, and you can actually follow along as we go through Simply Disciples. And as we make reference to that and parts of Scripture, it'd be good. Just have the Bible open, have that book open, and that way you can have a reference point for what we're talking about. Thanks again for listening on this edition of Simply Disciples. We'll see you next time. Take care.